Max, the one to watch for the best in entertainment, now has live sports with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Stream hundreds of select live games from MLB, NBA, NHL, U.S. Soccer, and NCAA Men's March Madness. And it's all included for a limited time with any Max subscription. After the promo period, add it for $9.99 a month. Base subscription required. On November 10th, Brie Larson and Samuel L. Jackson reunite on the big screen as Captain Marvel and Nick Fury to assemble the MCU's next team, the Marvels. After Captain Marvel gets her powers entangled with teenage superhero Miss Marvel and Captain Monica Rambeau, the three heroes will learn teaming up changes everything. Don't miss Captain Marvel's return November 10th in the Marvels, only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Get your tickets now. You are now listening to FemRegard Podcast with Tessa Markle and Carolina Alvarez. Mmm, Fem. Hi, Geekscapists. The Geekscape Podfather, Jonathan, here. In May, we lost one of our own. Longtime Geekscapist Christopher Ellis, who was a friend and a part of our geek community from the very beginning. Chris even met his wife, Sarah, through our podcast, and their 2015 wedding seemed like a giant Geekscape party. Chris's final weeks battling in the hospital shed light on a huge national problem. The COVID pandemic has almost completely depleted our national and local blood banks. These supplies are used by thousands of hospitals to provide life-saving treatments to patients or to buy enough time for loved ones just to say goodbye. So for the next month and beyond, we're going to do it big in Chris's memory and do some good in the process. We're throwing a blood drive. Visit www.aabb.org to find a donation center near you or visit other blood and platelet donation centers like the Red Cross. And let's make things interesting. For the next month, take a selfie of yourself donating with the hashtag GeekscapeGives and tag your favorite Geekscape podcast. We'll pick some charitable Geekscapists to send prizes to, and the podcast that gets mentioned the most will also get some cool rewards. I should actually cancel the podcast that gets mentioned the least. Can I do that? Whatever. The point is, go out there and donate some blood, tag a selfie of yourself doing it with the hashtag GeekscapeGives, and get others to do the same. We couldn't save our friend Chris, but we can do a whole lot of good in his name. Geekscape forever! Welcome back, fam! Hey, fam! We missed you. We missed you guys, but hello, season 10! We are almost at 100 episodes. Guys, this is, it's been a ride and we are so grateful that we have continued to do this yeah. um, because knowing that you guys are out there and tuning in <laughs> to the Ethernet and... To the Ethernet? I don't know. <laughs> are we in 1996? <laughs> <laughs> There's the grandma in me. You know what I'm saying? Like the... Uh, the waves. <laughs> the waves. Oh my gosh. Thank you for tuning in is the bottom line. And also, 
because <laughs> this is a special episode because we're also doing video for our Patreon yeah. subscribers. If you guys are just listening to the normal podcast episode, we have a video version of this available where we're going to show you some behind the scenes footage, which we'll get into in a minute. But if you're interested in that, you have to join us over at patreon.com slash femregard and you can subscribe for as little as $5 a month to get exclusive video footage. You can go up to $10 to get some cool downloads and stuff, especially if you edit your own videos and stuff. We've got some really cool things like that. And up to $20, you get some free fem merch. Fem fam like merch. This. Yeah. Uh-huh. Y'all look at Woo-hoo. us. We're sporting it today. We're really cute. <laughs> but we've got a great episode for you, regardless if you're listening or watching. And before we get into that, I just want to let you guys know we've got a lot of really cool guests coming up this season, too. Um, and if you guys have suggestions for guests, we are so open to that. Like Sockbox Studios from Instagram has sent us so so many awesome people already like we're so excited and so grateful for yeah. for listeners like him and him being part of the fem fam community just giving us feedback we really really appreciate that it helps us know where we can cater our guests to you and like who you want to hear from or mm-hmm. topics you want to learn more about and discuss i mean it's been so great tess and i um the guests we have on coming on this season generally are topics that we like want to learn and know more about because you know there are worlds that we don't we don't deal with on the day-to-day and Mm -hmm. as a producer always you know want to know everything yeah yeah and we want to teach you guys and yeah we want to share that's what we're here (laughs) to do and yeah so thanks for tuning in today and and seeing seeing us if you are on the patreon (laughs) We know you missed our beautiful face. I know. Hi. <laughs> Hello. I know. I mean, it's so like funny. We're like on camera again and we're like, oh, hey, like I am. I'm just like, oh, she's she's here. We're also the fem, the fem merch that we're wearing right now are our sweatshirts, which we both like love the oh ones we got. God, and yes. they're so comfy and they're so cute, but it's like 90 degrees today. <laughs> so and we had to turn the fan off. So that way you guys got the best audio. Yes. We're here to deliver premium quality content <laughs> but no it, it is um also yeah shout out to all the fem fam supporters who have bought our sweat these sweatshirts mm-hmm. specifically um you guys have all told us how comfortable they are and the quality is seriously great so we're we're really happy with it and yeah that's we found a a, a merch line that that will work for comfort and yeah it's some some cute stuff so also check that out on our website that's a we we am we revamped it recently. Yeah. Um, so there's um, there's even a cute crop top on there for for anyone who wants to support that Our in the newest summer. Newest item. <laughs> but the reason why again we are having this special is because we are going to talk about our latest release. Thank you, Tessa. <laughs> Desert flowers. Woo! Woo! We know you guys have been patiently waiting for the past three years, <laughs> but it was That's... our first project. We literally had no idea what we were doing, uh, and literally chose like the hardest thing to shoot. Yeah. And to that point, I'm very proud of us. Yeah, I don't care that it took this long. That's that's the whole journey, right? That's yeah. why we've learned. Um, that we're not enjoying the journey. We're not giving ourselves the time to to get better or to learn, especially if it's your first ever doing 
shooting anything. Yeah. Yeah, maybe some projects shouldn't take three years. But this, <laughs> but this one, in the capacity it was done and everything, the editing, production stuff, mm-hmm. just being so new to us, um, we we needed to take our time with it. And at one point we set it aside. We worked on other things because we were so frustrated and that's okay too. You have to love your project to be able to finish it because if we would have just like pushed through and kept going, it wouldn't have been as good because we would have just been like, okay, that's good enough. You know, like let's get it done. So that's okay. (laughs) It's okay. And, And yeah, working on other things, we worked on other shorts in between like several that helped us learn more about editing and and sound and all the things that made helped us finish it. Yeah. So that's that's why sometimes if you feel stuck, it is okay to like you know work on something else. And writing that's mm-hmm. an advice we've given before. Like then work on something else really quick, and and that maybe will bring up the creative juices that you need to go finish what you started. So. Yeah. It is okay. And yeah, we're we're doing it for again our Patreon members to to see some exclusive behind the scenes of what we're gonna talk about. So yeah. so before we get into the whole process, I yes. just wanna say um if you have not watched Desert Flowers. First of all, we put it out for our Patreons first. Another reason to join if you haven't yet. Um, They got an exclusive whole month of it before we released it to the public. Um, And then we released it on YouTube. So if you haven't watched it, it's only like two and a half minutes. You've got the time. (laughs) Just join us over on our YouTube. Um, Just search FemRegard. We're the first ones that pop up. And yeah, take the time, check it out, and then come back and watch this afterwards. so You can really see like what went into it. Exactly. Um, I think you guys will will hopefully be like, all right, Carolina, why are you in a wig? Uh, Tessa, you look cute as hell. You know, look at her <laughs> shooting backwards on a horse. Oh um, my God, yes. All blessed accidents, you know? Yeah. There, there's so many things that happened that day. So just get ready to sit back and hear the journey. Yeah. Um, because that's what we're going to take you through the day, um, through today. So Tessa, where do we even, like, we're not going to go back, like, why we started stuff, but... Yeah, well, I mean, we've already told you guys the story of yeah. how we started. If you're a brand new listener, in a nutshell, Carolina and I met in an acting class and we did a web series project together. And that's when we were like, hey, we love each other. (laughs) Girl, she's so good to me. We realized like we work so well together because we're both people that like get shit done. And we had the same like taste and stuff that we wanted to do, you know, and we had the same issues that were arising that, you know, as actors, we weren't getting the kind of auditions we wanted and stuff. And we wanted to explore filmmaking. So it was perfect. It was fate. It was fate <laughs> that brought us together. But yeah, on that note, you know, we decided, so what are we going to do as our first project? We both wanted to do period pieces and we were like, what kind of period piece can we realistically pull off? Here in sunny California. Yeah. So we thought a Western. A Western. <laughs> like, duh. You know, all <laughs> we got the Wild West over here, the yeah. desert. The hot sun. Yeah, we've got the locations. There's lots of horse places around LA. Like, so, yeah, we yeah. thought we were doing what an independent filmmaker would do is work with the location you got mm-hmm. and comp- like figure out your budget and mm-hmm. see if you can make both of those things work. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, that that was us, you know, yeah. logistically, that was what we thought was the smart thing to do, which is the smart thing to do. But 
<laughs> but um yeah it's a whole lot trickier um than we than we anticipated it being like it, it's yeah. such a big undertaking too because we wanted horses you know we wanted yeah. wranglers we decided to choose the most complicated scene of our script because tess and i co-wrote this uh script together mm-hmm. um as a full feature about let's tell them what it's about tessa mm-hmm. so so it is about two estranged sisters who are searching down the murderer of their father. Um, and, you know, they're searching for him as adults, where the one sister has gone off, lived her life as a cowboy, you know, and she, this is a what real she does. Gal. And then the other sister is, you know, she stayed in town. She stayed with Ma. Yeah. She's running her own I'm restaurant now, looking for her husband, shop. you know. So yeah. <laughs> we've got these two sisters who are like polar opposites coming together to seek revenge and they find out in the end that like revenge is not that sweet really what matters is their connection and reuniting and yeah yeah, their relationship coming you know yeah Yeah. finding it's kind of like that buddy love story at the Mm -hmm. same time with the revenge aspect yeah um and it's very like callback to Sergio Leone kind of western you know that spaghetti style there's a lot of like I, w- I don't want to say kitschy, but that cute humor. Yeah. We we loved to play with that old comedic kind of Western humor. It's got humor. a little camp to it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the word. Yeah. And I think from what I've heard from our Patreons, they, they really thought that was, like, nice to have that comedic relief. Because the modern Westerns that we've seen make it made nowadays, a lot of them are very, like, dramatic. Which, yeah. totally. But we wanted that classic retro feel. Mm-hmm. Um, so please let us know if you liked that. We're, we're curious. Give us the feedback when you see it. But that is the genre, that Western yeah. revenge. But we got that buddy story, buddy friend love story yeah. between us and how, you know, our relationship then transpires into, you know, being reunited again. So... Um, so after writing the script on that, you know, we, yeah, we decided what scene should we shoot? Looking back, (laughs) it probably would have been wiser to shoot a scene that would have been more of like a proof of concept that really like shows our relationship, gives Mm. you more of a taste of the whole story. But at the time we thought, let's just shoot the most show-offy scene, which we did. That's exactly what we did. That was exactly the thought process. Yeah. Thank you, Tessa. So, I love that we can look back on this now, though. Yeah. And, like, see exactly. why it's we things thought. we learned. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And that's the thing. You won't know or learn or grow unless you, like, do it. So, mm-hmm. again, do it, but always try. <laughs> this for, Learn from us. Learn yeah. from us that, yeah, it's not for a proof of concept. You want to showcase the world, but you can do that with a scene that will show off. Maybe for us, it would have been smarter yet to really highlight our relationship, Tessa being this grumpy kind of <laughs> stoic and and like cowgirl esque person, and me being more of the I want I want the traditional right. conservative things in life, and and just you know not to go chasing after you know you know getting revenge and stuff. Mm-hmm. I, my character isn't interested in that. Yeah, and the reason I say this is I think this. In the end, the scene that we have is really cool as something something to show off for like our talent and the world of the sh- of for the sure. movie. But yeah, if we were to use it as a proof of concept to pitch or like a trailer, I don't think that it really encapsulated uh, like that that what relationship we yeah. what we needed. Um, so just it, a pro tip to you guys if you're doing the same thing, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I love that you bring that up, and I think you guys can can like learn from that too. Mm-hmm. So. 
that being said, so we went with the biggest yeah. fight scene. Which, which included like stunts. It included just, I mean, just regular riding on a horse is like kind of considered a stunt in some ways. Um, and we had guns sure. and we had like all kinds of stuff, which we decided to shoot in one day because again, it's, you know, two and a half minutes, final product. And budget um, wise, like one day right. was already at our yeah, budget. Which we'll talk a little more about in a minute, but um, yeah. I wish that we could have had two days. Agreed. I think our DP Mike would agree. Um, <laughs> Shout especially, out to Mike. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Mike Lang, for everything that you did for us. Um, you're amazing. Yeah. Just <laughs> going on that roller coaster ride and because he was there from start from location scouting to then sealing the deal with this production company. We'll get into that. But yeah, shout out like he, he really went along for the ride. Yeah, <laughs> Even on that day. So, yeah, we we were like, OK, so this scene consisted of us traveling through the desert. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's a little bit of spoiler alert, but you guys will see it. So it's fine. But um. Then we get attacked um, by two wranglers out in the desert, you know, looking to to start <laughs> to, to, yeah, come after us yeah. and, and rush, what's it called? Ruffle our feathers. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I always do this? Um, <laughs> I can't, I can't. But we take them on um, and end up, you know, we win in the end and... Yeah, I mean, that's kind of, it's really just an action fight scene, um, pretty simple. And you get a bit, and you still get a bit of our humor, so You do, I will yeah, say, you get to see, like, the, the style, and you do get to see uh, kind our, of what our characters, characters are, like. are like. Yeah. In the scene, I mean, there's involving, it's an outdoor location, so that's, you know, weather elements, sound with the wind, the sun, there's animals, we're riding them. Four, <laughs> there's four horses total, we're all on a horse. Yeah. There's stunts with, like, the Wranglers are actually doing actual horse stunts. And there's guns. So yeah. there's a lot of moving parts. Yeah. Um, definitely, that's why we say two days would have been better. Because there's just so many elements that we can't control. And there was a lot of shots that we really wish we would have gotten more footage of. Like, more takes of. Right. Um, but again, like, that didn't fit in our budget. Should we tell them what, our, what we ended up spending for yeah. one day of shooting? In the end was six grand. So Absolutely. six grand went into a two and a half minute scene. Like, that's a lot of fucking money, you guys. <laughs> like, you can do a short, a complete short film. For like, less than that. For yeah. less than that. That's true. So yeah. that's what you get for doing a Western. <laughs> no regrets, And we though. still got to steal, though. Yeah. Like, in reality, like, I, we would totally work with. The, the production company shout out to yes caravan west um they were awesome if you guys are looking to do any sort of western thing check them out they're in agua dolce right outside or part of santa clarita um pete sherico is the owner and then curtis anton is like the production side of it they work together um yeah he has his own production yeah. company snake, snake bite, bite. production mm -hmm. so you don't have to work with him and his team um he was a, a producer we decided to bring on because he had also a lot of gear to help us mm -hmm. get what we wanted done today yeah, and the team was... I mean, that day. Well, yeah. <laughs> Three years ago. And the team was fabulous, like, because they had the location, they had access to the horses, they were the ones that found the Wranglers, um, the costumes... Guns. Guns. Like everything, period, piece, yeah. accurate, because yeah. that's something that was really important to us, too. 
So before we even found them, Tessa and I had spent a couple days out in the Palm Desert. Um, yeah, we were in like Joshua Tree area, Barstow, like everywhere. Everywhere there's a desert surrounding LA, we were there. We met with several people. Um, some of them had their own like... We, we targeted places that owned horses and contacted them to asking them like, you know, for filming type location services. And and it was like six grand was usually the budget just to sh- like shoot use there. their shoot there. Yeah. And so no cameras, no gear, just using maybe three horses like, you know, like and and they weren't movie horses. No, <laughs> Most which, places were not. They were trained well, but they weren't trained to be movie horses, which is something super important yes. if you're working with horses. I mean, if they're just like out in the field, sure, whatever. But if you're riding horses on camera, get movie horses. <laughs> yes, because they, you know, horses are even movie horses. They're fickle. They're fickle. They get spooked by could it be anything. And I think... With the movie horses, they're used to cameras at least. Like they're used to they're used to guns. That's that was another thing. Yeah. You know, a regular horse might like really freak out, and, and you could get reared off. And so we didn't even like consider these things too. We were just also learning that as we went went through, and that's why when we came across Caravan West, yeah, thank you. <laughs> Uh, we were like, oh, 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 like Pete really informed us yeah. of all that (laughs) let's talk about the places we did go visit like um there are a lot of like wild west set places around la so if you're looking for just like buildings like the wild west town um calico ghost town got a really cute picture there yeah um uh what's it called pioneer town out in joshua tree which i love visiting pappy and harriet's little like restaurant there which was closed when we went of course but (laughs) a great place to check out if you're in joshua tree um, where was the one? Was it Yucca Valley, I think, where we stopped to get gas and a lady asked us if we were going to the desert to get married? Is that something people do? You I go get know. married in the desert? I don't know, but <laughs> I think it was just like two girls out in the desert. What else are we doing? Of course. Of course. Right? No, we're not making a movie. We're getting married. Yeah. But I think that was also the day that we went to visit the one ranch um whose name shall not be mentioned. But we had quite a time there. <laughs> Guys, are they their son who was going to be hired as the production site, like location site manager, because that they insisted on that, got our truck stuck in the sand that day. While they were like touring us around. While they were touring us around. And we're like, oh, this guy, this, 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 this kid. <laughs> it was like a kid. Um, yeah, no. <laughs> that was, that was, oh, Mike, if you're going to listen to this episode, do you remember that? <laughs> oh, God, we were both like looking at each other like, and they, yeah, they were definitely like, oh, well, it's six grand just to have him, to have the right. two horses. And you guys can like maybe use like a golf cart or something to get around or something Yeah, that's like that. not worth six grand, you guys, if you're doing location scouting. Well, let me tell you, not worth no. it because that's just going to be a headache on the day of filming. I think something that Tessa and I also really learned um, when dealing with talking to so many different people was being really clear with our shots, mm-hmm. the kinds of shots we wanted, the the location, ground, like all those things um, and being persistent about our vision mm-hmm. and like still, of course, working with the parameters that we had to like work with. Yeah. But I think 
um, something, the biggest lesson, like, you know, even joining on with Caravan West and, and Snakebite Productions, um, that was something that I had to like keep going back and forth with as, as a director, I had to keep like being like, you know, we went out maybe three times to make sure yeah. they knew where the, where exactly which Valley, cause they have a big land, like they have tons of land. Yeah which is awesome. Yeah. Um, but we wanted a very specific look, you know, and we had to be like, oh, well, you know, we need somewhere that has a hill because we need this one, you know, rider to be up on the top of the hill at one shot and just, yeah, being really specific about that. Because otherwise we would have gotten there on the day of shooting and be like, so where are we going to go? And wasted two hours just, you know, setting it up. Trying to set it up. Yeah. So that was, that was something that we... I mean, yeah, it was, it, it was, was a really important, it was really important. Another one though, too, is budget, which like, we didn't know what our budget should be for a location. Like we were still brand new at this. We didn't know how much to expect yeah. to spend and people will not give you their numbers. They want to hear what your budget is. Yep. And it's so frustrating because we didn't know what to tell them. And people were like, well, what do you, we're willing to work with you. What it, what's your budget? What do you want to spend? And we were like, we don't know. <laughs> like, you know, we like, were thinking, we know, but we like, don't want to say it because it's Definitely lower. Yeah, because we, we had an idea for our full budget. Right. But which, not... is, which, which was the six grand. Yeah. Actually, just kidding. It wasn't the six grand. <laughs> it said fives are like yeah, top. But yeah, yeah. yeah. But that was including hiring Mike, some extra, the sound. That was overall budget. Like that we was... didn't know what to spend on just the location. Right. And so with Caravan Vest, they, they were like a little over four. I want to say that sounds right. That yeah. was about that was it, and I was like totally. That was like the best um, that we could get, and honestly, they definitely cut us a deal. So thank you again <laughs> for that. And you know, being first time filmmakers, you know that's yeah. that's really really generous. Um, so let's talk a little bit more about when we found them. We were trying to build out our team. Yeah, I think. Yeah, and. And needing, like, I don't know if we were asking for, like, someone, we probably put in the description working with horses, like, we need that kind of experienced yeah. crew or something. Um, I want to, yeah, that's sounding right, like production hub or something. Yeah. And he just came in full force listing absolutely, like, like what we said, everything that they offered. And I was like, whoa. Yeah. So that was, that was kind of luck. That was yeah. pure, because at that point, Tess and I, this is after Tess and I had seen like literally all those five different places, drove around the desert. And we were at a point where we were like feeling defeated. Yeah. Honestly, we yeah. were, we were not, we were not like sure if we were going to make this happen. And that's when his email came in, which yeah. guys, it's just like, you know, <laughs> right when you hit rock bottom, um, which we continued to hit, yeah. <laughs> we'll yeah. get into it. Um, we were like, oh shit, but this, he came down and we were like, great. Yeah. Um, because through them, like we said, we got the location, we got the horses. Um, those were, you know, included in what we ended up paying them. Um, they found the two Wranglers for us, which was awesome because we yeah. don't know where we would have found two like stunt riding men. Um, the costumes we rented from them, the gun we rented from them, and Pete taught me 
Well, I went and learned how to shoot a revolver myself. I took a class and like went to the shooting range and stuff. And I actually really enjoy it. That's a new hobby of mine. Um, but he taught me how to twirl it, which was really fun. And we didn't end up putting that in the film because it just, we didn't have time for it. But now I know how to twirl a gun if anybody ever needs a Western gal to do that in their film. This girl, this girl. <laughs> um, um, but that was all included. And then production side, I think we rented what? We had a red camera come as a package with Mike our DP. We then also um, sought out a, for our aerial shots, because we specifically wanted an enclosing kind of shot of the cowboys coming in surrounding us. So we also got a drone. Yes. <laughs> but because this is like a bigger project, we didn't want to just get any drone guy. We wanted like a professional drone team. Mm -hmm. So for the aerial shots, um, we wanted to go with a professional company that had a drone and can operate it because again, you, you need, a, you can't have your DP slash. We had Mike also be the cinematographer. Um, so again, we were working with a really small crew because for independent film, you got to do that sometimes. Um, and so we needed someone else to operate that. Yeah. So we got a professional team in, um, which, <laughs> the drone shots were proved to be very difficult um, because, well, they first of all, they came out and location scouted with us once we had decided on the location um, and they knew what they were going to do, planned it all out, which was awesome. And I'm so glad that we did that. And I'm so grateful to them that they did that with us. And we'll put their names in the show notes and everything. Guys, don't worry if you need a drone company. Um, but on day of, we had... 50 mile an hour winds, probably. I, I don't even know. Um, but it, it was, was definitely over 20. Yeah, it so was insane. minimum 20 mile per hour winds. And so my wig, because she decided <laughs> to be the goddamn Goldilocks, um, which now I would not do that. I would just keep my natural, you know, we're sisters. Like, look at us, guys. <laughs> For those of you who can see us today. Um, but I... Yeah, the wig was blowing everywhere. The drone was blowing everywhere. Like, we Ugh. couldn't use any of the sound because of the wind. It was a nightmare. Yeah. But we'll, 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 we'll circle, circle back, back to we'll that. But I just wanted to, to mention that, that talking about the drones. Like, yeah. that that's something to consider is if you're shooting outside, weather conditions, especially in the desert where it gets really windy and stuff, something we didn't consider. <laughs> well, I mean, some of it, it's not predictable, right. too. Like... It was, we'll, we'll get back to that because the weather kept pushing our date yeah. um, because of crazy California stuff. Again, shooting in California, guys. <laughs> Woo. Um, but back to prep. Um, and so the we, equipment. So yeah. we, yeah, we had, those were the only two cameras, I think, that we, we needed. Mm -hmm. um, we didn't need lighting because we were using natural. Natural lighting. We were outside. Um, we could have used things like reflectors and stuff, but we just had too small of a crew that, and plus we're moving around and we're being shot from far away and it was just too oh, much. We got, um, we invested in, which now I don't know would have been, maybe Curtis was right after all, <laughs> uh, was a black arm, which uh -huh. for those of you who don't know what that is, it's like, one. if you Google it, you'll see it's like a giant, like kind of um, crane looking thing that you will hook, for us, we hooked it on the back of a truck, pickup truck, that will then hold the red camera in place and act as like a... It gives you the dolly shots then. Like the yes. camera can be moving while you're moving. So it's essentially like a way of having a gimbal. Um, it's like a giant gimbal to like then keep it smoothly 
running through. And then I think we also had to get a different gimbal too to attach to it. I can't remember the gimbal at the time. Yeah. But there was a specific gimbal that we needed to also attach onto that arm. To keep it more like a steady cam kind of thing because it was on a truck and the terrain was not flat. So it was going to be really <laughs> bumpy if we didn't get more of like a, yeah, stabilizing steady cam gimbal kind of deal. For all of you, um, for, uh, what do you call the gaffers out there that may be tuning into this, you guys know. Like, well, that's why on big films, they build a dolly track. So it is flat and the camera just whoop, right down the thing. But we didn't have the means to do that. <laughs> and honestly, this is what's kind of the creative aspect um, for a DP's job. Um, so again, shout out to Mike. He spent some rehearsal time with the hired gaffer. Yeah. Figuring out how to even rig this black arm to the current truck with the um the gimbal all those moving pieces i i've learned um by just from what i saw and heard and you know you professional gaffers out there know you guys are just kind of constructing this and like figuring it out and there's such a uh, there's so much respect and creative creative like uh mindset that you need to have to problem solve like yeah. so many of these issues because that's exactly what they were like trying to avoid was the bumpiness in the road um and why i said like maybe it didn't work out so great for us is i thought the black arm was kind of and and i probably didn't understand fully how that worked but the purpose of it was to easily move it move the camera around and what turned out to be that should have been a solution for us because we're on horses. Um, it was not not working that great that day. And we'll get into that too, um, why that didn't work out for us as, as easy. And maybe having a little bit, maybe he should have been more free flow with just the gimbal. Um, but we are happy with the shot. Like mm -hmm. you guys will see, it is really smooth. Mm -hmm. um, it's a nice smooth walking shot in the beginning. Yeah. And I will say that taught me something about like, independent low budget film is how much smaller productions rely on closer shots you know because these wider shots from far away and there's lots of movement and stuff it unless you're doing just a wide like master shot it's tough to pull these things off because you can't just have a dude with a steady cam on him running around like you've got to have it connected to the truck to be able to follow the horse and stuff like that so that's something I didn't even consider. You know, that's why the the movies with, you know, hundreds of, of armies of people and like all these cool like fantasy action shots and whatever are the big budget films, <laughs> you know? Right. And yeah. that's why we're like, ooh, you know, lessons learned. Yeah. We did not choose a, a small budget project. Yeah. Um, and after all. <laughs> yeah. Um, so... That's that's a that's a summary I think pretty much on Garrett's. I mean, yeah. mics, the boom, or like you needed. We got a, we had a boom mic. We had some lab mics for us. We but were, it didn't matter because the wind was too loud. We couldn't use any so, of the sound anyway. <laughs> so that didn't work out. So that to all of us was irrelevant. But we did we did pay for all those things. Yeah. Um, and and so then we then had to ADR. So. Mm -hmm. Sorry if it's obvious, <laughs> but I think it kind of worked out for us in the end because this was our first time ADRing um, and we went to a studio, totally professional, amazing studio, but they weren't experienced in ADR. So like none of us really know what we were doing. Um, and it was, it's hard. ADR is really fucking hard. I was in so, there like, Tessa, we got to pretend we're all these horses again. Yeah. <laughs> and like, yeah, like getting back into that mindset and like really, cause you have to like, yeah, like 
you watch back, you're like, there's so much going on. There's like, so many little sounds you don't even think of and breath sounds and all of that stuff. Exactly. But it worked out because we didn't match up perfectly. But, you know, in those old spaghetti westerns, they were speaking Italian in real life and they were over overdubbed in English. So their mouths didn't always match either. <laughs> Keeping it real retro. For yeah. Me. <laughs> yeah. So it kind of it kind of played it. It added to that, which I think was just a really lucky accident for us. Which is a big thing we talk about sometimes is like use those lucky accidents. Sometimes when you fuck up, <laughs> it turns out to really work for you. Yeah. And and just, right, making the best of what you got. Yeah. So we certainly did that in the end. Um, so then let's just move it forward to, to shoot day to trying to get shoot day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> trying to get shoot day. PTSD. <laughs> I know that like that was that was very, very difficult. Very difficult. And that yeah. was because Well, we had scheduled to shoot in I think December first. First thing that happened was was it the rain or the fires first? <sighs> it was the rain. So we got rained out. It was like a fucking flood weekend or week or whatever. It was like, um, what's, what's it called? It was, there's a name for it, El Nina. Cause there was Nino like a couple years prior in here in LA. And then there was El Nina. I could be wrong. But I don't remember this, but I believe you. I think I blocked it out. <laughs> but the, it was a specific time where we were expected because of, the, the environment <laughs> um, that it is expected to have these floods of rain. This isn't yeah. typical, clearly, for LA. Yeah. We're in a drought right now. We're in some serious drought. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, and yes, it does turn into rainy season in the winter, but not in December. The rainy season usually starts around January. It doesn't, it was beyond our normal rainy season. Like, the, it was just, it was so much rain that we couldn't even, like, reschedule because we didn't know when we could. Right. You know, so it we was, literally just had to like indefinitely postpone for a minute. <laughs> which think about it as a producer, you like have to you're, you make contracts for everyone and then you have to then schedule literally when you go into rescheduling, making sure everyone's available again, all over again. And thank God we don't have like a 20 person crew. But we still had a lot of moving parts. A lot of moving parts. And, you know, everyone's kind of, you know, help, trying to help you out. So you just feel like this pressure, like, oh, I just want everyone to feel comfortable like moving forward and yeah and for us to get it to get it right so so then we finally rescheduled and then we had to reschedule again because <laughs> this time around we had fire season <laughs> Woo! oh my god we were afraid caravan west was gonna get destroyed because and they there was a lot in that did. area yeah. they almost did so in the surrounding areas they were helping out other stables like save their horses and the land as much as possible. And so they informed us that if we wanted to continue shooting on the day, we wanted to because it was such high risk of fires, we would have had to hire a fireman team to have on standby. Do you think that was in our budget? <laughs> no. <laughs> so again, Tess and I, we, I, I remember, I think we both cried. Oh, like, I, I absolutely. We, we like cried. when we, when we had to make that call. <laughs> I cried and yelled many times in the month of December that year. Let me tell you. Oh it was God. a nightmare. So then we had to push it for January, which keep in mind too, with all the rain that was happening that was going to then mess with the look. I really wanted um, 
I was I'm in, we're inspired by French film Jean Luc Godard, and 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 back then the spaghetti westerns too. There's this high like yellow, red, and blue the triadic color scheme. So as a director, that's that's something I really wanted in you the wanted look. The vibrance, yeah, and that vibrance. And so with all the rain, all that that yellowy uh, <laughs> field desert look was gonna turn started to turn green on us. Which was a nightmare for my color editing. Because it wasn't even a vibrant green. We couldn't even cheat it that way. It was like, it was a color we didn't want. I'll just put it that way. Yeah. So I was, I was disappointed also that the look was starting to change. And that's something, again, like when you're shooting outdoors, keep in mind, like year round, that terrain is not going to stay the same. Right. And the sky, even we wanted blue skies and it was cloudy. It was cloudy. (laughs) So of course, so we didn't have what we wanted, but we got to at least shoot on that day finally, because we could not reschedule anymore. Like we could, we would have had to give up honestly, I think at that point. So Anyway, day of, we get there, what, 4 a.m. or something crazy? Um, um, Carolina is day one on her period, which I... She handled it like a champ. I just have to say, for those of you watching, I'm going to show you a little video of her, like, sticking up her leg in the air, doing acrobatics, like, bringing the good vibes. She handled it like a champ. I I really, yeah, was going through it. And I think... um. I, yeah, I just shout out to all you ladies out there who, who work on production day. I get it. I do not have fun. None of us do, but mine are really painful and make me really sleepy and like. And she was on a horse. And I was on a horse. So <laughs> thank God it was day one. I was, the floods weren't happening just yet, but they were, they were, it was pain and it was, it was tiring and, and I'm on a horse <laughs> and you can't get off. Like you, Tessa and I, be, of the winds so bringing back those 25 plus mile per hour winds we our costumes were built for desert summer so mm-hmm. we had short sleeves um tessa had a long sleeve but it was light and like it was freezing yeah so our pa shout out to adam nail he kept running back and forth with our winter coats um, Which we'll show you some pictures of us, like full costume garb and then winter coat. <laughs> yeah. <just laughs> On the horse. <laughs> constantly going back and forth. Yeah. So not only like <laughs> that was miserable, but then, yeah, the, it just being so cold on the freaking horse. Um, so, yes, let's see. So we get there that bright and early. Um, coffee's turning cold. <laughs> no, we had got that was the thing. We had gotten iced coffee because we knew it would get cold. And everybody gave us a little shit for that. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. But I think we, I do not regret that decision. I think that was good a, a good decision on our part because it would have gotten cold anyway, so why not get then coffee that's supposed like, to be cold? <laughs> yeah, that's that would have been just kind of gross. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, you know, we 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 made sure that we provided crafty snacks for everybody because I think that's super important to have enough beverages, enough food that people are satisfied while they're waiting for lunch because, you know, everybody's waiting for lunch, which should we skip ahead and just tell the lunch story real quick? <laughs> just go for it. <laughs> so we had pre-ordered pizza from a place nearby. I think they were called Big Mouth Pizza, maybe. Really delicious pizza. And they were great to work with. Great prices and everything. But uh, we had to send our PA, Adam, to get the food. So first of all, we had called for a grace, which means that lunch was going to be like one hour late just because we just wanted to finish this one scene. If we could get that done, it would be perfect. So we all agreed. We did it then. And we sent our PA to go get the food. 
Um, so we're, you know, out in the middle of like all of their land. Right. And so he has to drive on this little road and get to a gate because they have a gate because they have livestock. Um, so he did that and the gate was not unlocked. <laughs> so we had a little pull a little 360 or 180 rather in my car on like a tiny little road come back to us. We're still shooting. So he's so in the he's background in our of our shot. shot. He's in our shot. So we actually can't continue shooting. And he's just like, we're like, where's the walkie talkie? Like what's happening? It was Why? a nightmare for everyone involved from, from all sides. But eventually we got lunch and eventually we ate and it was just a little late. So make sure though, if you guys are on a union set, which we were not, you gotta like be really particular about that, which is something I don't think we knew also of the exact like amount of hours that you were supposed to like provide a lunch to people. You know, I think it's like what six hours after the first say. six hours. So when we asked, like, hey guys, is it okay if we finish this scene? Like in a union project, you would have to officially call a grace, make sure everybody officially agrees. Something we didn't know. <laughs> exactly. So it was um it was intense. So to bring it back to us getting everything going. Um, so <laughs> literally the <laughs> first thing that happens. Just getting the horses out of the trailers. Just getting the horses out of the trailers. You know, got to back them up. They're in, they, they got yeah trailered over. And uh, upon backing up, our, our wrangler was backing up the first horse and it decides to kick him right into the wrist and guys you i in general don't want to be at all by a horse when it is kicking around like those they're beasts yeah it's no joke getting kicked by a horse so <laughs> he immediately is like out like he can't like his wrist is just like it's flopped. just like it's, it's totally dislocated and or his hand or his literally, wrist whatever we yeah. haven't gone and set up nothing that is the first thing that happens so he's like i gotta go to the hospital we're like okay Go take care of yourself. Tessa's like, I remember you being like, okay, we have to like re like redo it. And I, and I just remember being like, no, we're going to keep everything the same. We're just going to keep going. And something, I don't care if I have to get Pete on the freaking horse. What he did actually volunteer. If need be, he would be our stunt wrangler. <laughs> so thank, like, you, Pete. thank you, Pete. <laughs> I was just like, we got to just, we just got to pretend like we're okay. And we're just going to keep going. But I was like, we were both like. Yeah freaking out inside because it's like we he, thought we had lost him as an actor as a stuntman as a wrangler like and that was like the, the, everything we were building up for so that well that was the, that was the first thing and then that was terrifying <laughs> but he turned out to be a real fucking cowboy because he got to that hospital and they said they weren't going to be able to take care of him right away and all this stuff and he they said, said he had to go to an orthopedic yeah. like a specialist to just locate it back like the man's hand is flopped and you're not going to put it back in place for him. He has to now go drive around to an orthopedic. Like those are specialists. You technically like need appointments for that. You're you're he's at a hospital and they wouldn't. They also gave him some shit about not having the flu shot, which was also <laughs> ridiculous. Okay. Yeah. Um, but so. in true cowboy fashion, he said, well, fuck this and just right back into place. He popped himself. his own hand himself. into place. <laughs> into place. And then came back and shot for us. He just had like an ace bandage around it or something. Like, <gasps> what? I was like, and he, he goes to me and he's like, they asked me if I wanted some painkillers. And I looked at them and said, did I? 
do I look like I need painkillers? This guy's name is Larry Poole, by the way, you guys. Um, he, if you ever need a rider, wrangler, stuntman guy, he is your Real guy. cowboy. Because, like, yeah, he told us all this. He comes back and he's like, well, no, yeah, I'm ready to shoot. We can just hide the bandage. We're like, are you... Are you are sure? You sure? Like, what? Really? Is this real life? Like, yeah. And and that goes to against. Um, we're really glad we opened up our production company and got the right insurance because we were able to protect ourselves and have his medical medical costs taken care mm-hmm. of. Um, because yes, guys, that happened. You know, got the bill. Got to take care of it. Yeah. Um. So it was just like. You know, we're we're really grateful that he was. Oh my god, like that 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 just doesn't happen. Like he really didn't have to come back. Even like fuck this, I'm I'm done. Yeah, and he came back for us. <laughs> I could cry. So that was problem oh. number one. <laughs> that was problem one. So we start shooting. Um, we get some shit done, and you know it, it's going okay. It's it's very very stressful. <laughs> it's very um, difficult. It wasn't okay because again the black arm situation, like. All right, DP, God bless him. He's just asking us to move three inches to the right. And on a horse, there's no like, hey, hey, little guy, can you move three inches? Like we had to, every time we needed to reposition, it would involve just like literally doing a whole circle loop because they don't just sidestep unless you're like, they're trained in dressage, I guess, if you guys know what that is. Yeah. Um, Also fun fact, because Tess and I, you know, again, trying to do everything we could, we took horseback riding lessons. Yeah. Um, and, and did prepare and train ourselves to be able to ride horses. Now, there's a difference between, again, regular horses and movie horses. And on a dress rehearsal, I almost fell off and died <laughs> because my horse, um, they just didn't happen to fasten my saddle really tight. And the moment I got on the horse, it just took off, like took off. I was like almost at a gallop speed, which is so fast. And I, I've only trained at a canter. Um, so guys, there's like different, different speeds on a horse to put it. And yeah, let's just say that went right into full speed. I was like falling off and like had to like keep yanking so hard. Um, and those horses, they sense fear, they sense everything. And I, I got them to stop, stop luckily. And, and I was fine. I didn't fall off, but that was something else like on set. We had to be aware of like these horses can take off, like, Mm -hmm. you know, which is good because Thank God he he did take off when he properly needed to. when he needed to and you guys will see that in the footage and like it was it was really fun honestly yeah. like that was that was cool I yeah. think um we got we got that um because there's also like there's different levels of you know like these were movie horses but they weren't like show horses like I don't know what the right term for that is but like yeah there are horses that that can sidestep you know there are horses that can like this is like not quite that level. You know, these aren't horses that immediately will do exactly what, what you, want you want them to they're do. Not with like, they're yeah, not people. They're just <laughs> trained to be able to be around cameras and guns and people and shouting and all of these things and be able to handle that stuff, which is like, that's like level one. Like you need that. You need that kind of movie horse, but you don't necessarily need like the actual like show horse trained thing, but that, you know, that meant that these were still fickle horses. They were still, they wanted to do what they wanted to do. And, you know, they didn't always want to have to turn around to reset three inches to the right or whatever. And, you know, I mean, thankfully we got really good footage in the end. And, you know, I'm glad Mike was patient with us and everything, but 
because he hadn't worked with horses. He didn't know those things. And he was like, okay, let's reset. And we're like, we can't reset. For example, the scene or the portion of the scene when I shoot the gun, we had to do, I think like three takes. And I was like, guys, we cannot do another take. My horse is done with this. Like he was over it. I was afraid he was going to get angry and buck me off. <laughs> like Tessa could sense it. Yeah. For... Which ended up kind of cool. Again, happy accident because the horse ended up turning around and the last take that we took and I ended up shooting backwards on it, which looked really cool. <laughs> Wasn't my intention. <laughs> yeah. And like that stylistically, I would have never like ever directed no. that kind of look and it just happened and it ended up being a dope shot to work with but um yeah those those horses by the end of the day they were getting tired and they were, over us. <laughs> they were very over us um so midday though right before lunch again our our one wrangler was down he was we didn't know if he would come back at this point and then our other wrangler god bless him we're, we were trying to nail the rear shot. The rearing, you'll see that he has to get up on the horse and get it to rear, which again, these are st- stunt horses, so they can they can do those things. Well, they they're can, not stunt horses. They're sorry, movie horses. Movie yeah. horses. So, but they can do stunts like this. And uh, I mean, he had a special horse that would. I think uh, that horse specifically was the horse that we had to get onto set as well. Um, and like, that was also tricky because... Um, he was on the hill. There was different spots where um, it wasn't entirely flat because it's a hill. And to do that shot was very difficult. And at one point, he the horse kind of just started. It reared. And I don't know if it tripped, but it started r- 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 like not it just running down backwards. Yeah. When it had reared, I think it's, it was too close to like the tilt of the hill and, you know, horses have a different kind of balance and equilibrium and stuff than we do as humans. They've got four legs. They've got the eyes on their side of their head. So like, it's just, it's different for them. And the horse kind of got freaked out and confused and just started backing backwards down the hill really fast. And, he started to fall off. He, he started to fall yeah. off while the horse is doing this. And he's afraid that the horse is going to trip and fall over like on top of him. Like, you know, we don't know what's happening. And it was the most crazy visual. Like, we'll, we'll show you guys. We'll roll the tape. But oh, my <laughs> God. Oh, my God. We were so scared. And he was also not very happy. About yeah. That and very scared. Yeah. And so... But thank God, another true professional. His name was Chris Shumway. Um, Like, that was terrifying. You could tell he was scared and upset that it happened, you know. But he, as the saying goes, got back up on his horse. (laughs) And we got an amazing couple takes still. Yeah, yeah, a couple. So thank you. Because they they look amazing on on the short. And just stuff you don't know and that's why it is important to work with trained professionals um I think Mike and him had to to as a DP like listen to also what he the expert writer had to say about where the shot and you know Mike's listening to my vision of like I really wanted this hill but you know they had to like really figure out and eventually they found a spot on the hill that was flat and I Mm -hmm. think that's why we were able to get the shots because because when you're rearing too, I think this is also why it started to freak out and then just go backwards. You're pretty much telling it to go back by pulling mm-hmm. back. And I think that's why pulling the reins yeah. back and then 
<laughs> for our audio listeners that I'm like pulling and they're like, mm. yeah. So I, yeah, just that was Which crazy. It's something I recommend if you do have a more flexible budget and you are shooting, whether it's Western and that you're on horses or whatever with animals. Um, and again, I'm so grateful to Mike and I'm not saying this is like a, a you know, hit to him or anything. But if you've got the budget, I would recommend using a DP or and or a director that has worked with animals because in these specific moments, you know, again, it was like he needed us to be over a little bit because the framing of the shot, because it's connected to the black arm and it's they can't really move the camera where it would adjust to the horse. You know, it, it all made sense as to why it wasn't working together. <laughs> but I think that that's something that, you know, if you have a DP that's used to working with horses, for instance, maybe they would have understood that a little bit better and been a little more prepared for that. Just just you love and know our yeah exactly <laughs> and and that was like insane so um we called lunch at that point <laughs> and then got the pizza yeah finally and and then um i remember after lunch i think that's when larry came back and we were like oh shit Okay, we're ready to shoot his scene then. I feel like after lunch was a lot more like, okay, bam, 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 let's just go, go, go. We got to fit it in. We got to get it done. And it was a little smoother because of that too, which left us with less shots than we ideally wanted because we just had to get them done. Yeah. But, and we, we did end up cutting out a little bit of stuff that just wasn't really necessary or like super important. Yeah, I remember at lunch, I was going over my shots and I was like, okay, we're not going to have time to do this. So let's. Yeah, I had to um, reinvent the wheel a little and complete. Uh, yeah, no, totally. I had to like kind of reinvent this one take with uh, Mike and like be like, all right, because I really wanted the like classic shoot three times at your cowboy and the hat flies off and the gun flies out of his hand. And like, I really wanted that look, but there was just no way we were going to get that in this the amount of time. So I just left it as a, we're gonna just have her shoot at the cowboy simply. And I still, in the editing, made a cool three shot mm -hmm. zoom in. And I used some of the, the Western kind of elements that you see in the old film. So that that worked out, you know, you can still play in, in the yeah. editing, which is cool. But um, yeah, we had to redo those. So, um, and shout out to, to uh, David, our AD. Who wasn't even supposed to be our AD and ended up being our AD because we didn't realize we really needed an AD. <laughs> Again, like us not knowing, now we know how important it is, um, you know, have someone, we had someone pulling focus. I know we had an assistant camera guy, but, or gal, but it was, it was like people like an AD, so important. We'll definitely have one. Yeah, not going to skimp on that again. No, 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 no. No, um, Especially though, especially though on a horse, like mm -hmm. when you're on an animal, I can't direct while I'm on a horse. Like it's not going to happen. If we didn't mention Carolina was the director for this too, by the way, if you guys didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> kind of filtered that in. I'm like, so in directing the shot. So like, um, yeah, definitely we'll be working with ADs because it, they just help so much. And he, he helped really bring the team together too for, for us. So mm -hmm. I really appreciate that because, you know, we're all stressed and tired to being up so early and the long, the long day as it proceeded, you know, and, uh, but it started, yeah, it was, 
the sunset was happening, which yeah. also is fun thing for lighting. Um, um, which in the desert happens even earlier. So we had an oh, even yeah. shorter day than yeah. we would have anywhere else. <laughs> so that was also good. Yeah, it was like also yeah sun sun like daylight savings too. So it yeah. was getting darker sooner too. So even faster, we're losing light. Um, but we we made it. I think then we made the rest of it work and we pulled it off. We pulled it off. I feel tired talking about this. It's it's really like PTSD. Like I know, I'm like, oh my gosh. But um, that's like kind of the thing about like being on set in general, especially when it's something that's so involved like this, and especially because yeah. we didn't really know what we were doing. It's like being on set is one of the most exciting and one of the most stressful and exhausting things ever. <laughs> Which, you know, is something I learned about myself that day was like, as a producer, I want to hire someone to be like doing the onset production things if I'm acting in it as well. Production coordinating. Yes. Like like, I'm good to do all the pre-pro, but when I'm an actor on set, I need to just be an actor. I can't worry about all those other things because I know for sure my performance suffered because I was way too worried about everything else going on. And that stuff again, like as you guys do things, you'll you'll know where you feel most comfortable mm-hmm. and where you can you know play your part. And so I love that you said that because it's so important to know how to because you want to have you want to enjoy the experience. You want everyone on set to feel comfortable. And so the better people you have doing the right parts, then you know it's just going to be a better day overall. Yeah. So now we know that, and like you know in creating our next projects we're going to keep you know who are the people we really now need and we know now and we know where to put our money Mm because that's the thing people i think you know it's cool to get all the cool extra like shit on your set but the people definitely matter your team you know getting a really good team and there are people who can work miracles without Mm -hmm. like needing that much extra help but you gotta you gotta have that clear communication and the team also extends to post-production because you know when we went into edit we had never edited anything before and it was a nightmare and like that's why we set it aside for a couple of years and came back to it sure tessa like we got premiere pro the whole adobe creative suite which is what we edited on right when we got this project so Mm -hmm. like guys if you edit at all like imagine your first film being 4k red footage that you'll have to like sort through. And, you know, I, I know. Um, On your old ass laptop too. <laughs> oh my God, guys. I had a vintage. <laughs> they don't make it anymore. Like 2011 or something. 2012 Mac. And it was, it was so slow. I think that was also part of what was killing me. It was the constant. You guys remember that rainbow wheel? If you're editors, <laughs> you know, it just like spinning. Yeah. Like after every time I wanted it to like recalibrate, um, render something, it would just like take forever. So it was really frustrating and the lighting was frustrating. Yeah, because we shot it, you know, throughout one whole day outside. So the lighting was totally different on stuff that was supposed to be like right. Yeah, it just it was really, really tough to figure out the lighting and the coloring and stuff. So be prepared if that's something that you don't know how to do, you might have to to hire someone to do. So, you know, keep in mind that that's going to be part of your crew too. But your girl did it. (laughs) (laughs) Or yeah, you can take a couple years, learn it, how to do it and perfect it. And you know. Oh my God. I I definitely didn't look at it for six something months at a time sometimes. Um, And, you know, 
No, because there was a point where I was like, I was literally devastated. I thought we had wasted all our money and that this thing was not going to come to fruition at all. And after I started to learn more, um, took off all the terrible color editing I had done to begin with, had the shots. I remember, shout out to Taylor Brash. She, we had her on the show. It's a great editor episode if you guys want to tune into that in our earlier seasons. Um, we had a meeting with her as a favor uh, to us. She, she like took a look at the footage of the shot list that I had. And she was like, no, it's there. Like you need to like, you know, tighten it up and maybe make it some moments faster, happen faster. But this is good. This is yeah. there. And <laughs> thank you so much for saying that. Cause that was like the first time where I was able to take a breath and be like, okay, we, ha- we do have something here and it isn't going to be a complete waste. And um, from then I, I got like, I was able to build up the momentum and finish it. And like, yeah, it's there. It's, it's there. out. So, I mean, so that's kind of, you know, n- nutshell an hour, but still <laughs> compared to the years literally that we've devoted to this thing, that's a nutshell version of our first project that we've been talking about. For years and years yeah. is what launched us. And it is it because it did. It pushed us to learn everything again, like the editing, the mm-hmm. sound design. Um, but we, the reason we like took this time to tell you guys about that whole experience and everything is because we want you guys to realize how much work sometimes goes into a project. Sometimes it is easy. Sometimes it's something super simple. You shoot it in a week, you edit it in two months and it's out, you know, yeah. four months from conception. That, that can certainly happen. But a project like this is a lot. And I don't think people realize whether you are in film or not, how much it took to go into this project, especially being our first and us not really knowing what we were doing. So, you know, we end up with this two and a half minute thing that I think we're pretty proud of, but we know it's not, you know, top notch quality, but it's because like, this is everything that went into it. And we just want to show you guys really, you know, break it down for you guys. Yeah. And I, and that's, From that, we launched the podcast because, and we've talked about this on the show, but now we can tell you guys about the finished product that took three years. And, you know, we, we hope that our next thing doesn't take as long, but I don't think it will. Well, we're also doing something a lot less complicated and we know what we're doing. (laughs) So, So, uh, but that's the thing. This is the journey. And that's why we're like, let's have a podcast around it because, here we can actually openly tell you everything and, you know, show you guys um, exclusives and, and give you the tea on it all. So I think that's so like we are at the end of the day, we are really proud of it. I don't think, you know, honestly, I, I am kind of glad that we we shot the hardest thing. I don't think if I were to come to Tessa today and be like, hi, so can we do a scene with horses and wranglers and guns? She'd be like, <laughs> no. Um, and, you know, Fuck it. We have some uh, cool fo- footage for our for us as actors and yeah. and for us as a company because we did pull it off. And then the, yeah, it's not a full feature or anything by that means. But hey, we we tactically we did it. We learned from it. We know we know that environment now, and we do want to make the full feature eventually. Yeah. I mean, I think at this point, it's not something I would want to take on quite yet. But I think at this point, <laughs> we know how to better. See, that's where my weird laughs come from. <laughs> um yes Uh, you know if we found like investors or a studio that was like oh my god we love this script we want to do it with you guys you know and we love like what you guys got going on yeah Yeah, it's something that we could actually pull off if we had you know that sort of level of budget 
Um, because I think I, we've talked about it too, like me not wanting to do the wig anymore and all of that. Like we would have to redo the whole thing, you know, it's not, yeah. no, we would not be using that scene. We'd be, we, we actually, we cut that scene from the script. Funny enough. It's not Did even we? in the movie anymore. Yeah. Okay. Cause it was just real random. <laughs> um, and there you go. There you have it. I don't want to cut it. It's too random. It makes absolutely no sense. There's no build up to it. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. <laughs> I'm like, I want the whole fight. no but that's the that's the thing you learn like what you know exactly it's so funny now we know like if we shoot something ourselves with our own money which if we go about that with our with our feature film that we're doing the idea about it now is to to if we put our own money in it we want to actually have it be used for yeah. the film and that's something again you learn like with this we can't use it so that's six grand that we will not, not, not that it was wasted because again, we learned so much in like everything that we talked about, but we can't use it for mm -hmm. our actual film. And now we want to be smarter. And I'm like, okay, the next time we put a, a shit ton of money of our own money into something, we want to make sure it's going to be like actually used. Yeah. I mean, I, and yes, someone throws us a hundred K plus and they're like, no, we want to reshoot it and do this and this. I mean, we can talk. We can talk, <laughs> you investors listening. Um, but yeah, that's just, we, we learned that. And so yeah. now we'll, we'll tactically do that next time. Yeah. So that was just a little peek into Desert Flowers mm -hmm. and our experience as filmmakers, you know, from the start and what we've learned and what we had to deal with and how you have to literally get back up on the horse because you're going to fail. You're going to get frustrated. You're going to have a lot of setbacks, but that's filmmaking. <laughs> that's showbiz. <laughs> you tell them sister. <laughs> oh God. I hope you guys like our, our accents. Um, please let us know. Uh, they're better when we're actually trying and not just making fun yeah of i'm not promise. saying like on this show i'm saying <laughs> yeah we're making fun like on this show but like actually you know tell us what you think um but no i'm so glad that we we did it and and you know if you guys have any questions that you like you know if you're thinking about doing something to this kind of capacity please yeah let us know we can tell you like yeah do, do that or don't do that or something you know we're here to support yeah as always um your femme film gurus over here yeah and if you yourself are filming a western we've got some <laughs> some great footage to show you a couple of actors that yeah, ride horses yeah. shoot guns do accents you know we got you we got you <laughs> Think of your femme girls. <laughs> um, yeah, we would love that. We again, we love period pieces. We love yeah. acting in period type stuff. It's not the only thing, but it's something that we we have fun coming from our theater backgrounds. I feel like um, that is the genre that you can attribute most to like a theater style performance because you're really going into like a character. If you're like as most actors, we 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 love that. We love yeah. delving into the world of a character. Um, but yeah, so love that. I feel like we can we can go on, but I think we we're gonna we're gonna. Is there any upcoming announcements, guys? Remember no, just to keep tuning in. Tune um, in, subscribe, you, yeah. like. We, that helps us so much. Yeah, subscribe, follow, whatever platform you're on. There's going to be some way to keep up with us. And if you are on Apple Podcasts specifically, leave us a five star review and uh, <laughs> or a five star rating rather, and then type out a review for us. Um, 
it's just, it really helps us like bump up in the algorithm. So it helps uh, new listeners find us and yeah. we just really appreciate it. Thank you guys so much always for tuning in and supporting us. Special thank you to our Patreons. You guys are awesome. I hope you enjoyed getting the premiere footage. The premiere footage and you know, a nice visual of your girls. Um, we love, no, seriously, guys, we love you. Uh, it helps us stay afloat and do amazing things. So as always, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to FemRegard Podcast. If you like what you hear, tune in every Friday for more tips on the filmmaking business and insightful conversations with industry professionals. We can only grow with your support, so please subscribe, share, rate, and review. You can also join the Fem Fam on Patreon. For more on us, check us out at femregard.com. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.